a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to episode 109 of this program here on KSL News Radio. Listen, don't get me wrong. I am 100% on board with getting back to business and doing so in a way that is respectful of the Constitution of the United States. I am 100% in favor of us getting the doors of business back open. I am 100% in agreement that the unintended consequences of keeping the doors of business closed can quite literally and will likely be measured in bodies. The anxiety and the stress that comes as a result of financial uncertainty is real. On this program and off the air, I have had countless conversations with mental health professionals, with those who are dedicated to keeping an eye on exactly the impact that the closure of our economy will have. It is important It is a matter of life or death. And yet, that recognition and that reality ought not be used to grab for headlines and get attention when it is politically beneficial to you. Now, I'm not making an accusation that that is what's happening in Kaysville right now. But, There is an event on the books which goes against the good guidance of folks like Dr. Angela Dunn and the COVID-19 task force here in the state. Mind you, a, a task force which operates under the authority of Governor Gary Herbert, one of the few governors in this country who has decided not to put in place a statewide order. There is not one of us who has had to go about our days looking over our shoulder, wondering if we were in the wrong place at the wrong time, not following to the letter the coronavirus guidelines, that we'd be handcuffed, thrown in the back of a squad car, and taken downtown. Not everyone in this country can say that, but we can here in Utah. And so I just get worked up and frustrated when I hear those who are saying that anything happening here in the state of Utah is a betrayal of the Constitution, that it is somehow hindering our freedom of speech, our freedom uh, of assembly, or our freedom of religion? Come on. We're doing well here in Utah, and we're doing so while we exercise much freedom, freedom that is not handed down to us by government, but freedoms with which we've been born. We're doing well here in Utah. We shouldn't make mistakes to change that. I think the concert in Kaysville is a mistake. All right, new topic. I told you in the last segment, that we would be discussing Joe Biden, see what he's up to these days. As you know, 
the highest of likelihoods is that former Vice President Joe Biden will receive the Democratic Party's nomination to compete against Donald Trump to make his way into the White House. You know about that website, Real Clear Politics? They do news and such like that, but one of their areas of expertise and specialty is aggregating polls. So the folks at Real Clear Politics, they keep their eyes wide open for every commissioned poll around the country. If it meets certain criteria, uh, if it appropriately evaluates the will and attitude of the people, then it makes its way into this aggregator. And right now, the Real Clear Politics poll of polls the average of all the polls being watched right now by Real Clear Politics and the head-to-head matchup between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, it's right now showing that Joe Biden is ahead by four and a half points. Now there's a little bit of a margin for error there, so who knows. But typically margins of error on uh, authoritative polls like this are below four. Ideally, you want them into the two-point-somethings. Right now, Joe Biden is up in the polls by four and a half points. And most of his days are spent at home right now, Joe Biden, as he continues to adhere to the various guidelines and recommendations that have been handed down by folks like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. Most of his communication is happening online. He has rallies or tries to approximate them. And you certainly, if you click around Reddit or if you're on Facebook long enough and you caught your uncle's posting, uh, you'll see that he's having a hard time getting his thoughts out and he's having a hard time. He kind of mumbles and fumbles through his thoughts and he's not the most technologically savvy individual out there. And if I'm honest, my plan today was to play you some of those bumbles and fumbles. But then I realized the story is bigger than that. I don't want to be a distraction from what's really happening. Because it struck me about two hours ago that there is something afoot. There is a shift happening on the part of former Vice President Joe Biden. It's an attitudinal shift. And it is, if it is born from his own mind or the minds of consultants or advisors, I don't know. But if you're able to look past the, uh, the bumbling and the fumbling and the getting the words wrong and not understanding exactly how to get a video conference chat to, to work, you'll see that there has been a fundamental shift in the way he is presenting his views and what those views are. President Joe Biden is taking a a turn towards the progressive. Think back before this coronavirus stuff took effect. Think back before he was the presumptive nominee. The tone out of Joe Biden was not one of big, bold change or revolution. According to the LA Times, his initial attitude was based on an emphasis of steadiness and stability. Joe Biden gained so much attention and support because he wanted to, at the time it seemed, return to the days before President Trump came to office. And now that's all upside down. You're hearing here and there, every once in a while, you will hear President, wow, there's a slip, huh? Former Vice President Joe Biden, (laughs) present policy suggestions which are being borrowed directly from the likes of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Directly. Yeah. He would like to cancel at least $10,000 of student loan debt per person during this crisis and increase Social Security payments by $200 a month. Do you know where those ideas came from? Yeah. They, they came they came directly from the Warren Doctrine. 
and those initiatives came just on the heels of his steps immediately after locking up the nomination. Once Joe Biden essentially secured this nomination, we start hearing this type of stuff. He's proposed lowering the Medicaid eligibility age to 60 and offering tuition-free public college for many students. Does that sound familiar? That's Bernie Sanders. But now we're hearing it from the mouth of Joe Biden, as difficult as it may be for him to spit out. There's a change afoot, and it's seeming to be bearing fruit, as Joe Biden right now sits four and a half points ahead of Donald Trump in a real clear politics national average of polls. If you are on the Biden train, that's good news for you. If not, then maybe it's time to start making the case to your friends who are on the fence. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue our attention on this McCluskey case. KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson will likely join us. Also want to talk to you about how the coronavirus is making its way through the Navajo Nation. There's some heartbreaking stories there, but there's also reason to be encouraged. I'll share with you those details ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.